Welcome to the Lawful Assembly podcast, a show about the intersection of law, religion, and activism. It is hosted by lawyer and activist Reverend Craig Moosen. It's produced by the Division of Mission and Ministry at DePaul University. Craig, we're talking again about uh, more rules that were proposed by the government. There's proposed changes regarding asylum and COVID now? That's correct, Brian. On July 9th, the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice jointly proposed rules to, in effect, dismantle our commitment to process asylum seekers to determine whether they're eligible for asylum in this nation. The agencies have linked what they call a significant public health danger in the midst of the COVID pandemic to virtually bar refugees coming to our borders seeking asylum from even having the opportunity to apply for asylum. Our podcasts over the last few weeks have emphasized the importance of the rule of law. Coming out of the tragedy of the Holocaust, the world community realized that asylum seekers do not have the luxury of normal immigration processing. And we agreed as a nation under the Refugee Act of 1980, along with much of the world through the 1967 Protocol and the 1951 Convention on Refugees, to offer asylum seekers a process to determine eligibility. And we've done that since 1980. We've talked previously that DHS and DOJ, Department of Homeland Security and Department of Justice, have tried in other ways to limit asylum procedures. They now are adding a new proposed rule that under the threat of COVID, anyone seeking asylum will be barred, become ineligible. They've added, in addition, they will not process them for withholding of deportation, restriction on removal which is the basis of the international commitment, non-refoulement. We will not return until we've had the proper procedures to determine asylum status. They're even limiting remedies under the Convention Against Torture, which we've also agreed to. In effect, they're dismantling the asylum system. Doesn't COVID require us to change how we process people at the border in the first place? Brian, there's no doubt we're in the midst of a pandemic. But public health has dealt with pandemics in the past. Our immigration system has dealt with pandemics in the past. We have procedures that are set up to deal with pandemics. Many public health officials have come out against these proposed rules. They have suggested instead of a blanket prohibition that we use evidence-based public health measures to identify and address those individuals that might be positive for COVID. The science suggests that a blanket rule against all asylum seekers will cause more harm. Think of it this way. We have evidence when pandemics occur that when nations cooperate at borders, public health considerations can predominate and address the issue. When you put up a legal wall that bars everyone, it stops the cooperation, and then it mixes those who might be positive with those who aren't stuck on one side of a wall. Let's let the public health officials deal with this with the evidence-based public health measures and not try to dismantle the asylum system. Brian, in contrast to the fears that DHS and DOJ are expressing about COVID, the president on television this morning stated that the outbreak, quote, will go away like things go away, unquote. While he's expressing little concern, DOJ and DHS are expressing concern 
to deprive asylum seekers of the protections we've agreed to through our laws and policies. Let's talk about the laws for a second. How do the laws require us to respond to asylum seekers? As I said earlier, refugees fleeing persecution, suffering from violence, cannot normally wait through the normal procedures for immigration processing. We have established since 1980 significant procedures for allowing people to enter from the border and be processed to determine whether they are indeed refugees. Let me quote from the United Nations Commissioner for Refugees Handbook to remind us of what we agreed to when the Convention for Protection of Refugees was established in 1951. A person is a refugee as soon as that person fulfills the criteria of the definition. Quote, this would necessarily occur prior to the time at which his refugee status is formally determined. Recognition of his refugee status does not therefore make one a refugee, but simply declares them to be one. A refugee does not become a refugee because of recognition, but is recognized because that person is a refugee, unquote. Think of that, Brian. The world recognized that these individuals were already refugees because of their experience of persecution or fear of persecution. Our process is to, there to recognize that if they meet the criteria, and we've promised not to return them. So now these proposed regulations make bad law with bad science. We should be doing just the opposite, keeping the good law, relying on good science. We've spent many years trying to live up to our commitments. This administration is now using the COVID crisis to unilaterally dismantle the commitments we've made to ourselves and to the world. Is this another moment where people can get involved and, uh, and send messages and comments to the Department of Justice? Absolutely. The first page of the proposed regulations invites the public to comment. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a doctor. You can call our government to live up to our commitments. We have until August 10th to file comments. In the written summary of this podcast, we will provide two templates that you can click on the link to them, and they will give you the instructions of how you can file comments. You can bring your personal concerns, your personal experiences, your work with refugees, your knowledge of how they've contributed to our society. If you do have medical experience, you can bring that information. But the public has been invited, and we encourage you to take a moment and file comments opposing these proposed regulations. It feels like there's a lot of these moments, these new regulations and these chances to comment. Is this unusual? Is this level of commentary unusual? Yes. Every administrative agency in the course of working with a law uh, will propose new regulations over the course of time. We have seen, however, that this administration has desired to dismantle both overseas refugee processing and the asylum system. It is now using the pretext of COVID to undermine good public health and our commitments to refugees to propose these rules. Think back just a few weeks ago, we were asking the public to comment on a significant change in the entire asylum processing system. If you recall, those comments were due July 15th. These proposals came out July 9th and were given 30 days. 
A couple of things are unusual. The number of proposed changes, the timing of the proposed changes. And we have to remember this is also occurring in the midst of litigation. Many of the past proposals have been challenged in court and litigation, it's working its way. But yes, sadly, uh, an administration that on one hand downplays the significance of the COVID crisis in this one area for asylees and refugees says the exact opposite, alleging the danger. Let's follow good science. Let's follow good law and file comments opposing these regulations. One of our uh, individuals in the Vincentian tradition, Frederick Ozenam, one of the principal founders of the St. Vincent de Paul Society, wrote in the 1800s that uh, even a great nation needs saving every day. We can do our part to help save this nation's commitment to those who have faced persecution or fear persecution and continue to give them the process that allows them to show that they are refugees. Craig, thanks for letting everyone know about these uh, regulations and uh, giving us uh, a call to action to try to help refugees. We'll put the links uh, in this week's show in the notes as well as on the blog so you can find the links uh, and you can follow them and you can comment. Craig, thank you so much for letting us know about this. Thank you, Brian, and stay well. Thank you for listening. This podcast is not intended as legal advice. If you'd like to learn more or check out the reference materials, please look at the show notes at blogs.depaul.edu slash DMM.